Welcome to the Habits and Hustle podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. All right, so we have today um, two great ladies. Uh, they're both the founders of a new place called Squeeze. One is Brittany Driscoll, and the other one is Allie Webb, who are both from Drybar. Allie, of course, was the founder, co-founder of Drybar. Still is. Still is. Still is. It's a small company. You may have heard of it before. And Brittany was the VP of marketing, right? Yes. Now, is that how you guys actually met uh-huh. as working it together? Is. You yeah. weren't friends before. Uh-uh. No. Brittany was kind of a super fan. I was, yeah, I was a huge fan of the concept. I like followed them and Allie's story and they were looking for a head of marketing. Um, and I kind of stalked everyone in my network to figure out if someone knew someone who could at least like get my resume to the top of the pile type of thing. So, wow. Is that how it happened? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so where were you working before Drybar? I've, I worked in advertising. So I worked for several different agencies. I got a chance to work with like Disney, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Coca-Cola, Hilton, yeah. really great world-class brands and Amazing. got a lot of experience there. But, you know, the idea of like coming in-house and owning one brand and getting to build the team and all of that was very appealing and exciting to me and the stars definitely aligned. So, so I like what you just said. So you did something that I, I actually, um, I'm a big propo- I'm a bit, a big believer in you found the one company. So instead of just like taking by default, what was in front of you, you were very laser focused and went after the one company that you really liked yep. to get the job that you wanted. Yeah. I've always been, it's funny when I look back on my career and like big decisions that I've made, I've always, I've always kind of known exactly what I wanted to do and then actually made the leap to do it. I think that's a, it's, you know, a lot of people in the back of their mind think, oh, that something would be fun or nice, or I really want to do that. But you really do have to like go for it. Right. You got to just actually take action, which is what we were saying before the camera rolled. I was saying to Allie, I mean, standing right here, <laughs> that um, one thing that I say that you, you see it, you say a lot because you know, some, you get, you've, you've done so much press. And I was like saying to her before, like, what can I possibly ask that you haven't been asked a million times about the dry bar, right? Or dry bar. And what you did say, and I'm sure like, we'll talk about it, maybe expand on it, is that people just, analysis paralysis, people don't just act. And what you really sometimes just need to do is just take a leap and just do it as opposed to like thinking about it, deliberating about it. And that's really where you find the opportunities and you kind of figure it out as you go. Is yeah, that kind of- yeah, totally. I mean, I think that people get very caught up in, you know, having everything figured out before they, you know, kind of embark on it. And you just, the truth is, and, you know, we're living proof of this, that it just, it doesn't work that way. You don't know what you don't, you can't possibly know what you don't know before you get into it. And there's a zillion things I didn't know right. that we had to change and, and fix as, you know, we were growing the dry bar brand and still have to change and fix today. You know, it's kind of an ongoing process. And I think that people budding entrepreneurs, people who want to become entrepreneurs, they get really stuck in that like, well, I don't know how to do this and how am I going to make this work? And I don't know this. And you just like, you can kind of like go crazy and then you never do it because it just seems too overwhelming and daunting. And it is overwhelming and daunting, but it's like one day at a time, one step at a time. And you kind of figure it out as you go. I mean, mean, I'm sure, you know, Brittany would say, I mean, I, I remember when we were starting dry bar and it was like, when I think about all the things that happen in those like first few weeks and months and like how like upside down we felt like we thought we we were so prepared and we were so not prepared but we thought we were and it was just kind of we were operating under this like let's just kind of go and figure it out and I think that's also like a mindset too of like you know of me like not being fearful of of the outcome of it you know and just kind of going with it and I, I think it was probably like that you know, a lot for Brit and Squeeze when we started, you know, there's just like all these things that you don't realize aren't the way they're quite supposed to be until you're like operating the business. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people are afraid of that and it's scary. So I get it. I think to be an entrepreneur, you also have to have a very thick skin and you have to be like kind of ready for anything. Absolutely. But I think it is about your mindset, right? If you're prepared for the possible or knowing that there could, there's going to be rejection. There's going to be a lot of like hurdles that you have to kind of go over. And a lot of things are going to go wrong. Right. Exactly. To get to the stuff that goes right. Right. So before you started dry bar, you obviously saw a need, like a a need for it, right? Right. Because you started that in home, you were going to people's homes and just basically blow drying their hair. Um, Besides the fact that you saw 
that there was like a, a, a need for that in the marketplace, obviously <laughs> a huge need. What were your biggest strengths that gave you that feel, that boldness to actually go and try to create this business? I mean, I think it was a handful of things. I mean, I think, first of all, it's like my parents had, I had an influence of watching my parents who were entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and operate their business and that, you know, and, and my parents' business was retail. It was a clothing store. And so for them and the retail t- business, even though we're in the retail business, we're not, we don't have as much inventory because when you're in the clothes business, you have, you know, all these clothes and if they don't sell, you're just stuck with them. What did they own? What is this? They, it was in South Florida where I grew up at you, oh. nothing you'd ever heard of. It's called okay. Flips, which was awesome. my dad's nickname. And it was like Schmata old lady clothing stores. <laughs> and they, they were brilliant though, because at that time, and this is like 30-ish, maybe more yeah. years ago, you know, older women only had the option of shopping at department stores. We grew up in South Florida, which is where a lot of retirees were. And so they- I know it well. Yeah. I mean, everybody is like, everybody's grandparents live right. in well, South every, Florida. Every like, Jewish old person exactly. I know, including my, my parents, they went to yeah. Boca or- Yeah, exactly. You know, well, right. Boca is where I grew up. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. And Boca is where my parents' stores were. And so they opened little, like these little old ladies clothing stores in these strip centers. And my dad- had worked in this this really smart. yeah it was smart because they, they they opened them right next to like retirement communities so the old ladies would like Brilliant. take their little trolley across to the strip center and there was like the bagel shop and the dry cleaner and the little grocery store and like the little hair salon which side note my parents are like that's what you want to do when I told them I was going to do school like work in a hair salon like this I was like no um but anyway hilarious how was, many stores did, they, did your parents have though how I many locations they had up to like seven or eight okay. at one point but yeah and so they opened these little mom and pop retail stores and my dad would set out chairs in the front of the stores and bring the husbands like orange juice and coffee and bagels in the newspaper so that would wives would shop longer because they were very content <laughs> my dad so my dad was very they but both, both my parents were great entrepreneurs and they opened this store where now these ladies had somewhere to shop other than going to the department stores, which, right. you know, they're just, that didn't exist. Like Chico's, it's like a modern day, like upscale version oh, of yes. what my parents' store was. I know it well. I mean, Chico's basically carried what my parents' store carries, carried, but it was, it's just a much more modernized version right. of it. So that's kind of what Flips was. And so I grew up in this world of watching my parents run retail operations. Um, what was your original question? Well, no, you, okay, okay. So you so, so No, no, no. But by the way, just to say, do you remember Lowman's? In yes, Florida? of course. Okay. Do you know how they had those like big those couches where all the men would sit and fall asleep while the I women would? I don't remember that. Oh but, gosh, but it's, I, that's but my that's childhood my memory. Yeah, yes, yeah. My, my dad would be snoring on the couch, yeah. and my mother's like trying on like God knows what for like five yeah. five or six hours. But like Boca <laughs> is like the it's the it's the breeding like, ground for that. I know <laughs> yes. it really is. But what I was asking you, what was the qualities about you that you knew you had oh, right. that was kind of like yeah. that gave you that that feeling or that boldness Well, and so to I try. think that I do believe it was somewhat in my blood, right. you know, that I think that I, I grew up in this world of watching my parents operate their own business and, and, and seeing that like the freedom it gives you when you have your own business, although it comes with a lot of stress and you never get to not think about it. Right. But I, I just, I knew that world. And so I think there was just like, it was just kind of built into me. And I, and I think that I wasn't, I, I always, I was never afraid of failing, I think was a big thing. And I remember when we were concepting this idea and starting to talk to people about dry bar, it was very new. There was nothing like it in the, in the marketplace. And, you know, people were like, well, I don't know, like, how do you make this business work for $35, you know, in this, and, and our build out, which my parents thought was insane. Our build out was mm-hmm. so crazy and expensive when their sh- stores were kind of schlocky and they didn't put a lot of time or money into that. And ours were very expensive. And it's like, how does this business model work? And, you know, I was like convinced that at least in LA where I had like been operating this mobile business, like there would be enough women to support, you know, perhaps just a very small mom and pop shop. Mm -hmm. At the time we were hoping to do something like 30 to 40 blowouts a day. And that would be, and I did the math on that. And that seemed like viable business. We weren't going to like, you know, set any <laughs> records World on fire, records, yeah. but that would be like a nice business. I'd pick up my kids from school and like, that would be my life. We severely underestimated the demand and what was there. But my, to answer your question, I think it was just like, I always felt, and it's such a silly thing. And I've said it for years. Like I always felt like no one's going to die if this doesn't work. My brother mainly was going to lose money. <laughs> I was going to, we would lose some money too, but like it was, 
I, I had this feeling in my gut that this would work on a very small scale and that I could, this could be my livelihood. My husband at the time was in advertising and had a pretty good job. And so I was like, yeah, it would, it would really suck if, if this didn't work out, but like no one's going to die. And right. I think that, so I think my risk factor is very high that I, or low. Well, I also think also your background, right? Like you come yeah. from a par- your parents, they were good role models. Like you saw them yeah. doing it, which and I, I think eliminates like if, the fear if factor. We didn't, if it didn't work, like we were all really smart and capable, we'd go find jobs. And, that, and that's the right. thing about, you know, being an entrepreneur or really doing anything in life. It's like you try it and if it doesn't work, you try something else. And that's right. kind of how I always, that's how I felt about dry bar. I, I hoped and wished and prayed it would work. And if it didn't, we would figure something else out. You well, know? that's. A, I mean, I, I like. I totally believe in that attitude, and like, that's the thing. Like, people, tr- there's no real magic formula. I find, that's right? True. It's, yeah. It really isn't. It's just yeah. more about like trial and error, and the people who are just more persistent and and go after it. Just, it's a numbers game, and yeah. it's it's hard right? work. I mean, it really is, and it's you know, it's been really nice. You know, that Brittany's really done all the heavy lifting on Squeeze and. Thank God. Um, because it's like 10 years. I was like, you have to make all those annoying. Well, I was going to say, how are you able to still be doing dry bar now being involved? Like, are you, are you day to day involved with squeeze no, still? Right. Not, not. And, and you know, I don't, I'm not like in the weeds. It never was really with squeeze. I mean, when we were all concepting the idea, you know, we all kind of collectively gave our input. Explain and, what it is, by the way. Oh. Cause I think it, I call it like the Uber for massages. Is yeah. that kind of like, yeah, a, I'll let Brittany explain it. Yeah. Yeah. She so, does it best. <laughs> um, so it's obviously it's a new massage concept and we have bridged the seamlessness of the on-demand service with a beautiful brick and mortar destination. So really the idea is you do everything on our app. You book, you set your personalized preferences, pay rate, tip review all online so that when you're in our location, so we still, you know, have a brick and mortar, mm-hmm. um, it's truly relaxing. It's seamless. It's transactionless. You're not having to deal with a lot of the clunky transactional components that exist in the right. current, you know, formula that that people are used to experiencing massage. So, I mean, it really is just this very fluid, seamless process. And the price point though isn't it's not cheap, right? It's mid-range, like it's you can you can pick and choose from all different kinds of massages, right? Like well, you can make it as fancy or as it's more simple. personalized. More yeah. personalized. But the but the pricing is consistent and we yes. and like flat. When we took that a lot from the, the driver model. Right. I mean we have two membership models. So $79 a month for a 50 minute massage mm, and okay. uh, 99 for an 80 minute. And then if you come more frequently there's discounted pricing beyond that. So it's we're still affordable. within yeah, yeah we're still within the range of a regular routine behavior or, you know, maintenance. I was just comparing it to, I was just thinking for the dry bar because you kind of came out with like a, a very reasonable priced yeah. blowout, right? Affordable which is luxury. What, affordable luxury, right? <laughs> and we'll get into all the branding, which I think is amazing and seamless. But I, I, I was, when I first heard of Squeeze, I thought that you were kind of replicating the dry bar model. But then when I dug a little bit more, I realized it was similar. Like yeah. the look and, like the look and feel is very similar, right? But yeah. it's a different, but it's, it's totally different. But there's yeah. so much more, there's so many more components. Like you can, yeah. you can't go on dry bar and say, I want to have a Cosmo today right. or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Like, right. And you can do that with Squeeze. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, we really elevated the, the personalization yeah. factor. So you can choose your therapist, you can read about them. You can see reviews that people have written on them. You can literally set your preference down to avoid my calves, but spend more time on my shoulders. Um, Oh, you can be that specific with it. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's all saved to your profile. Your therapist reviews it prior to even walking in the door. So it's like, they know exactly what you want. You're not, again, not having to have the awkward, like in-person exchanges. And then. uh, And it's also great as like the number one just squeeze customer <laughs> is like anything that you anything that I have ever said in a previous massage, they make notation of it and yeah. they kind of bring it back up next time. Like, do you still like this? Do you want this? You know, so it's so, so highly personalized that people love it because I feel like so the whole reason for squeeze, you know, my my brother and I, Michael, were big massage connoisseurs, got massages always. And if you know, it's like you inevitably always forget to tell your massage therapist like something or you don't like this, you don't like that. And there's, cause there's like a million things mm-hmm. that when someone's massaging us, it's like, for me, it's like, I don't like a lot of pressure on my shoulders, but I do everywhere else. But if I tell you that, then you're going to go light everywhere else. You know, it's just like so all tr- these things that happen. You're speaking my language. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And so we you. really yeah. like accounted for all that in the app. And I think that's what differentiates Squeeze than from any, truly yeah. any other massage company 
yeah. ever. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, how many times have I gone to some of these massage places that, you know, like, they're convenient, but right. yet you don't know who you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, it's a crapshoot almost every time. Yeah. And that is awkward with the money, and they tell you how much you need to tip them. It becomes like a whole, whole uncomfortable yeah. thing. And that's what I like about the personalized, because you're literally getting exactly what you want. Exactly. And... You know, like you said, like, it's like, you can say, don't do this because you're right. If I say, if it's too hard on one place, then they're like basically barely touching you on everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can not only set like areas you want focused on, but then the the desired pressure level more or less are the same. Um, And then when you get into the suite itself, you can also adjust lighting, temperature, and music. So again, from a customization standpoint, it's truly to your liking. Um, all that information is saved to your profile. So the next time you come in, your suite, we call our room suites, your suite is set to the way that you've chosen from oh, that's amazing. the time before. Yeah. yeah. And then like Uber and Postmates, you know, you get to flow out and rate and tip at your leisure. So it's it's really, yeah. But the really really cool best experience. part is when, is there's a little button under the bed. So once you like undress and get under the bed, there's a little button you push that like lights up a light outside that the massage therapist then knows you're ready oh, to that's go. that's another good one. The, the ready button. So what, that's a, because you know, how many times you rush, of course, like, I know, of course. Naked, you're like, shit, shit, there's She's going to walk in, she's going to walk in. you're like waiting, you're like that's ready awful. and waiting I know. Yeah. for them it's to like they're in there the second you hit the yeah. button, it's great. It's See, my favorite thing. You know, that's a total, I, all these things I think a lot of people can relate, but it's only one location, right? So How many, are you, are you planning on like basically blowing it up into multiple, like what's your, what is the plan to scale it? Yeah, so we are, we're scaling through franchising um and okay. I, think, I think by the time this comes out we will actually be selling franchises so so it's not like dry bar Mm-mm. it's right. not um, and it was a, it was it was an interesting evolution for us to get to the point i think of of wanting to to franchise squeeze exclusively i mean i do think that i don't know if you tell me if you disagree Brittany, but i do think that the squeeze model, because so much of it, it the back end is, is the technology that's already kind of handled. I think it's an easier mm-hmm. concept to franchise because the app does half the work for the shop. There's no, you don't pay, right. you don't tip that, you know, that check-in and check-out is like really seamless and short and right. you don't have to watch people walking in and out. So, you know, at dry bar, it's like, it's, you have to check in, you have to check out the tip. There's a whole thing, but you know, and so, so much of that is people and, you know, and so that was, it's, it's just harder. Not that the people thing isn't important at Squeeze. It's just an easier model, is from at least from my point of view, to duplicate and to make great because we've done so much of the heavy lifting with the technology. With the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would say, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead, no. Brittany. Well, I was just going to say that and, you know, massage is an ingrained behavior in society. I mean, when we were scaling yeah. and growing dry bar, it was like every market we went into, it was kind of like, are, are there enough women who are going to, you know, come right. and pay for hot air basically. And, and so I think with massage, I think, I mean, we knew, we knew that, but it's like, you know, with every market we went into, it was, it was still a new behavior that was being introduced. Right. Whereas with squeeze, you know, massage exists everywhere. And, and the opportunity, it's for men too. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent of the population yeah. versus just 50. But, you know, so we're, we're making it better. Like Uber did with transportation and Netflix did with content and Amazon did with retail. I mean, I really do think we're just introducing a better way to experience the behavior that already exists. Yeah. So for um, all of that, I think it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though. I think what Drybar does so great and why I think part, you you tell me, but part of the success is the attention to detail, right? The customer service is everyone, you know exactly what you're getting and it's specialized and personalized where it makes the, the whole experience for the, for the user, for the client, very easy to understand, you know? I f- well, and that's so much what Squeeze yeah. is built on too. I mean, obviously exactly. it's, it's the, the founding, pers- it's the same founding team of Drybar and, yeah. and, you know, plus the added Brittany. The founding team of Drybar. Yeah, it no, is. it's true. It is. It's the same creative. It's the same architect. It's the same builder. It's, it's me and Michael and Cam and Brittany. So it's the same. And so that so much of the experience that Drybar delivers is, you know, Squeeze is really even more amplified because you can do so much more on the app, and there it's it's also super personalized, but a different model. But you know, what, are you guys going to do it where you know how if you go to Drybar, well, of course you know, you'll <laughs> say I want a Cosmopolitan uh, blowout, I want a Mai Tai, I want this. Mm-hmm. So you're training the your employees to make sure, like across the board, everyone's getting the same experience. Yes. How, and so how do you train massage therapists? Are you going to have people who go go in there and be like, okay, they want to have 
a deep tissue, you know, yada, yada, yada. This is how I want you to do it. Because I guess my point was earlier with the, with the, um, with the branding and seamlessness of dry bar success is you knew exactly what you were going to experience. Like every massage or every, sorry, every blowout, you knew it's going to be a Mai Tai yeah. at this. Right. Well, the thing about, I mean, the thing about massages, it's very personal. And the reason that we created the app to the way that it is, is so that you get what you want. So every person's experience is going to be different. And quite frankly, every time we go in, it's different also. It depends right. on the day, depends on how your body is feeling, etc. Mm -hmm. And that's intentional. I mean, we didn't want it to feel cookie cutter because mm -hmm. the last thing you want is to not feel like you actually, you know, have results after your massage. So it's, it's intentionally meant to be personalized, but we do create, there are a lot of protocols in creating consistency within the experience so that, you know, you're at squeeze. Like one example is we have what's called, we've created what's called a signature squeeze, which is basically <laughs> a start and an end to the massage. So each massage starts and ends the, the same way. It's like okay. compressions down the back. We use hot towels. There's like kind of this whole thing. And it's, and it's one of those, you probably don't know it the first time you walk in, but then the second and third and fifth time you're like, Oh, this is a squeeze massage. It's how it starts. Right. And, but everything in between should be catered and personalized to you because that's the experience that we're selling. And, and it's certainly what we want to deliver against. I mean, so much so that the way we design the suites is there's a, there's an area where our therapists set their iPads and they actually have access to all of the information that you've shared visible on the screen. I mean, we've created everything from like an actual body. So it's denoted where to focus, where to put more pressure, et cetera. So it, it really is intentionally designed to be all about you. It's like high. Wow. I want to try this. Yeah, you need to. I know. I can't believe you haven't I know. Can you, I was saying to Brittany before, earlier, I'm like, I cannot believe I haven't tried this because we met like a bunch of months ago. And I'm actually kind of bummed because it does yeah. sound like a really good experience. It's it is. I mean, it the, is. The, the reviews are off the charts. I yeah. mean, amazing. Yeah, like, it's neat. You need to and open one up. A franchise has to open around me. That's yeah. the problem. It's well, all location, right? It's yeah. like where it you is. are. It's true. It's we definitely need more. Yeah. Sure. Like when, yeah. when do you think it's going to start to build up? Well, so we're literally like probably a week away from oh, being wow. able to start selling. And then I think from there, you know, I think we'll start to see additional locations open middle to end of next year. So then what is the, okay, so your, what is your role then in, in Squeeze and your husband's role? Like he did all the, was he in charge of branding for Drybar, right? Yeah, he's creative. I mean, he's like the creative. Yeah, he's he did now, a great job. He, yes, <laughs> yes, he is. he's so he's brilliant. now my ex-husband, but oh, okay, so but still, okay, sorry, we're on good terms. Um, oh gosh, I didn't know when did that happen? <laughs> um, about a year ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. well, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's I'm all, sure. it's all. We're all very. Amicable. Are you dating someone else? Uh, I mean. <laughs> I am dating. And the plot twist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Those you, are questions ooh. nobody's asked me. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, I'm good. Then now we're getting into the real I've meat of the, the podcast. i about that. We actually, I, you know, I have my, my brother and I have a podcast called Raising the Bar. I sure do. I know all about it. A lot of my friends have been on it. Oh, Tony Coe cool. from, from Nick's Cosmetics uh -huh. has been on it. A lot of people, but. Um, well, we just had uh, the girls who run um, the three-day rule, which is like a matchmaker on. Oh, my God. And that yes. episode is actually... My friend Today. just hired them, actually. Oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. Are they working with you, too? or Maybe. Oh. Um, I might you know a couple. They're raising the bar. Well, yes, exactly. But, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's all, it's all good. And yes, I am dating, so it's a whole new world. I may have I, I sure do. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I, like pretty shameless about like setting you up. should be be definitely don't make be shameless. <laughs> so I started me and my best girlfriend, uh, we started um, a breast cancer charity called Babes for Boobs. Mm. And every year we basically auction off the most eligible oh, yeah. bachelors in LA. So funny for, for like you. for like dinners and but they go for a lot like a lot of money. So I'm constantly to to the so, to your point of being shameless. That. No, but what my point is I meet tons of eligible bachelors so funny. constantly, and I'm on the lookout, and I have minions all over the place looking. When because is your next event? It's December the 5th. <laughs> so mean, first of mark all, your calendar. absolutely, okay, that's, that's a, <laughs> definitely, both of you have to come. It sounds so Number fun. One. It's beyond I'll, fun. I'll, it's I'll so for you. <laughs> it's so fun. So I definitely have like a couple people I can, I can send, send your way just from the, yeah. The, I guess the, the masses of them. Well, I mean, the thing that's funny and what was interesting about 
Well, the timing, it was funny with Talia, who's the founder of the three day rule, because I had like just stopped dating somebody on like a Sunday and I recorded her podcast on a Monday. And I was like, well, this is like divine intuition. Like, she was like telling us, you know, it's, it's really interesting because when you think about matchmakers, you know, she was like, basically like everyone's so busy. Yeah. You're not hanging out in bars. Like, where are you meeting people? And then she, she was like kind of one of those women who was like, in her, when she used to work for E, I believe, and in her cube, like people were always coming up to her because she was constantly setting up people that you right. never thought would be a match. And, so, and they actually worked and out. And they worked. And, and her, like, her track record is ridiculous. That's so fun. It's, it's really it's neat. So and fun. so she started this company. Talk about going out on a whim. You know, she was like, can I, she, then she started like more and more people were like constantly asking her to do this and she loved it. And I, we were talking about this. Sorry, I'm all over the place, but I, I was reading this book called Light is the New Black, and it really talks about, like, all do the thing that lights you up. And, right. you know, she was saying that even though she had her, a great day job and she was making good money, she was like, what really, like, yeah. made me come to life was, like, the excitement about setting people up. And yeah. she was like, so I was like, how do I turn this into a career? And she did that. And she, her company is, like, pretty big. And, you know, it's true. I mean, and I know this because I'm living proof of it because I'm in my 40s and I'm like, well, shit, how do I meet guys <laughs> yeah. now? Like, what? Because it's one thing when you're in your 20s and you're of course, it's out easier. in your bars. Absolutely. And, you know, and I met my ex-husband at a bar. And, you know, now I'm like, where, where are they? And by the way, it's been a bit of a rude awakening. I'm just saying, it's been a whoa. couple of things. Number one, do you find guys are intimidated by you yes. because of your success? Yes. That yeah. has been the biggest. When I tell you that this last year, I've been punched in the face figuratively. Yeah so many times that was a big one i was like whoa, whoa what's happening like i was like it doesn't matter like i'm so i believe i'm pretty humble about like my success and all the things you know and i, and I don't care about like money and all of that stuff also like, because I, you have it though you don't need yeah, to care about perhaps, it right you know yeah. but if you I, were... it's just it's just like to me it's like it, it I'm such a like, I'm such, I'm so old fashioned, like, like love conquers all and it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I really believe in all that. So when I've met and dated men who, you know, haven't achieved perhaps the success I have right. or, or they don't believe they have, they do get very intimidated. And I'm like, why? It doesn't matter. It's all good. And like, I don't care. And, and, and it is this thing that I'm like, oh, this is kind of a, a like a roadblock. You this know? is, I mean, for sure. I mean, the truth of the matter is, I think that I would, I would think that would be ha what that would happen. And also, we're in a in a city, you know, where it's yeah, of very difficult on a good day yeah. to meet yeah. somebody, right? And then you add in all these other layers to it, yeah. you know. So. What's the kind of guy that you actually do like? You know, we're, gonna, we're taking a real turn on this podcast, you know what I mean? Well, listen, I mean, I, as much as I love talking about dry bar and squeeze, I mean, Brittany yeah. knows this, I much prefer to talk about the real shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what guy. I think I'm, I think it's, it's funny because I think it's so interesting how the younger generations now are very... There, there was such a pendulum swing with like yeah. the Me Too and you know women empowerment, and I mean nobody's more for that than me. But I also like love like a chivalrous guy, like mm -hmm. open the door, be the man. I, was I like say, you want like romance. I, I'm like a big romance, and it's funny because I've dated guys who like don't open like car doors, and and they're like, why would I do that? I'm like. Because it's the thing to do. That's yeah. what you do. But they're like, no, and they've told me whether this is true or not. Like, you know, some women are like, don't fucking hold my, sorry. No, it's okay. You can say whatever you don't want. Don't hold my door. Like, I can do it myself. There's this mentality of women like, no, I can do everything myself, which, yes, of course I can. But I, I do subscribe to that kind of, I guess, called old fashioned, like, chivalrous like I, I couldn't again I couldn't agree like you're speaking my words I don't understand with all these things I know it's not like the PC thing to say with the Me right. Too movement and everything right. else but it's taken like a, a, a very strange shift now yes. where now like men are are, are, are so afraid scared. they're scared to like it's like gone too far the it's direction. gone so far people are scared well, to and work as somebody with like women. dating yeah. it's, uh, you I, I've seen it so much where men are just it's like even like you know sites like Bumble like you know Whitney is right. a good friend of mine but it's like this like the women woman goes first I'm like well I want a guy to pursue me you know 100%. I want that so it's it's an interesting time and and I'm I am navigating the dating world and it's, it's, it's been fun. I'm sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's definitely been fun, but it also is like, okay, let me like, where's that? Let me find somebody good. Yeah. You know? Like I think that to find somebody who has that, like, 
the confidence not to be intimidated. Exactly. And like somebody's seasoned and, and like, I feel like, like you're really not going to find that in LA. Yeah, it's super difficult. I mean, you know, like we could, I can, we, this could be like a four hour podcast on this, <laughs> I swear to you, because I, this is like another area, like you said, like I could go on and on about this forever. But yeah. this is, this is why I like doing this podcast. Like yeah. you're saying about your friend from the three day rule. Like at the end of the day, you know, you want to do something that you like. I'm so right. curious and interested in like just real talking to people. Right. That yeah. this gives you like an, a platform for that. Yeah. I mean, yes, we, we took a tangent. We're not talking about like, <laughs> uh, you know, entrepreneurialism, but like it does say a lot about who you are as a person and what, what's important and what kind of drives you as yeah. a human, you know? Yeah. Well, I think this last year has just been, you know, so many changes in my life um and you know building this new business and you know and I have a bunch of other like projects that I'm working on how, how many more projects can you be working on <laughs> I mean um well I mean I have I have I mean I have others I mean obviously there's the pro- the podcast that Michael and I do and how then, often are you doing your podcast uh, well we release episodes every Friday so we'll mm, you know we'll okay. record a couple at a time um usually about once a week and then I have a tv show that I'm working on and which TV is it? Is it like a pilot? Not, it's not like an announcement. Oh, okay. I haven't made the announcement yet, but it's like fingers crossed. So yeah. Oh um, wow. And you know, and then I just you know I actually you know I speak a lot at a lot of different events, and I have a lot of different like little projects like that. And you know, I I think because the last year has been a challenging one for me, you know, I I feel like very you know inspired by mental health and talking about like mental wellness, which, you know, perfectly aligns with, you know, squeeze and some other projects we have working on that we can't You're discuss. You're great at like, you know, kind of like getting that sound bite in about squeeze. I mean, you can know how to like ricochet from one thing <laughs> and go right into the next, well, you know, like I've how had, to kind I've of like media training. I've been doing many times you can years. tell, yeah, you know, know how to, to like... get your point in there. Like as I was segueing into squeeze, I, we got well, it. it squeeze, squeeze, I mean, squeeze. truly like it is like, it, you know, it's like a feel good brand, just like, you know, dry bar is like, you, you know, you know, better than anybody, you go to dry bar and you get this like pep in your step, pep in your step and this lift in your spirit. And that's, you know, the same thing happens with squeeze when I'm, I go to squeeze all the time because it's like, I just need to relax. And even if like, I'm so tired and maybe I would take a nap, I'm like, no, I'm going to go to squeeze and get a massage. So, you know, I think all of those things are kind of inform a lot of what I've gone through with like doing things that make you feel good. More from our guest, but first a few words from our sponsor. Now, probably by now you guys have all heard about the potential benefits of CBD, right? And probably even taking it yourself. So know this, not all CBD is created equal. Unlike other CBD brands who offer just CBD, Hemp Fusion is CBD plus omegas, plus terpenes, plus other natural ingredients to really help you feel 100%. Now, they do this because CBD actually works best for your body when it's combined with all these other nutrients, which is why this brand really is a notch above most others. Now, I've been using Hemp Fusion for a while because I can have sometimes trouble falling falling asleep, and it's been really helpful. But they're also really great for stress, energy. There's all sorts of different things that it can be great for. So if you want to get 20% off your first order, and of course, free shipping, go to hempfusion.com and use the promo code HABITS. That's hempfusion.com to get 20% off your first order. And of course, free shipping. Give me like a day in the life of you because between the kids, you got two kids, you said 12 and 14, right? Yes. Is that how it okay. yes. You have dry bar, you have the squeeze, you have maybe the TV show, the you squeeze. have the squeeze. <laughs> I like the squeeze. <laughs> the squeeze. You have all these, the dry bar. Yeah. You have so many projects. How do you like have time? Like do, do you have, are you really good with time management? Like what nope. is your... Am I good with time management? No. Um, <laughs> no, you know, that's... Oh. Yeah. Um, I actually beat you somewhere today. Well, we actually showed up exactly at the same time. Damn it. I'm never, I'm usually late. Um, so no, not well, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. You weren't late today. I know. I was good. I've, yeah. got, I've gotten better. You have gotten better actually. Yeah. Like shockingly. Really trying so. to be better about that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about my life, which is, I actually really love is that it's every day is a hundred percent different. There's never, there's, I'm never doing the same thing. And, and even, even when it comes to like my kids, because now I share custody, so I don't have my kids oh, every day. Okay. Um, that gives you more time. No, which is feel, great. Yeah, it gives you more time. <laughs> no. I was going to say like. You made a face like it's not a good thing. It's a great thing. No, no, I was going to say, actually, oh. I, I felt like kind of jealous in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh God, that gives you my 50% best, of time. Yeah, it's like, amazing. Yeah. My best friend is, has been divorced twice actually. And I've always been like, 
you're so lucky. You only have your kid like half the time. I know. And it's, it's like not the that worst I thing to say, I but it's I love my kids dearly. But, you know, there's also something that really magical that happens because I don't see my kids for a couple of days. And then when I see them, I'm so excited to see mm-hmm. them. And I'm so all in and focused. I'm not, I'm not like um, promoting divorce. <laughs> I don't want to be like, don't, don't go get divorced if you're happy. But if you're not happy, exactly. maybe get divorced. But you know, so, so it's like every, every day is, is different. If I have my kids, like I'm up earlier and everything shifts, but it's like between, you know, press that I'm doing projects that I'm working on my own personal stuff, you know, dry bar squeeze. It's just, Every day is different. But like, okay, so this is called Habits and Hustle. So I know you said, I saw that you were, one of your habits is like meditation, TM mm-hmm. meditation mm-hmm. and infrared saunas. Mm-hmm. But besides like, you know, things like that, I want to know like, what time do you wake up? How do you keep yourself organized? You have a great assistant. Do you, how do you like keep yourself? Or is that just one of your, like your really good qualities is you're able to have a lot of shit happening at once and you can manage it well like well I, I think I do have a lot of shit happening at once um and I do have a, I have a really great team from an, an amazing assistant I have a you know a social media person I have a PR firm I have an agent so I have a lot of people who are, who are yeah. kind of rounding out the team and um and are very like laser focused on the things that are important to me uh and the things that make the most sense for me to be focusing on so I think that's kind of how I stay organized but I'm you know I'm I'm able to dictate a lot of that now and you know there's a handful of things that I'm doing kind of on a on a regular and constant basis for dry bar like you know our our product videos and making sure hair is always great when we're shooting something so you know product I'm still overseeing no no product goes out the door without my okay on it I still dream up some product so I'm still pretty involved in that but that doesn't require me to sit in an office every day and have a routine so right. you know like that's a bucket of things I'm doing you know with squeeze I'm not in the day to day um you know but we have board meetings and we have conversations and I I'm constantly testing out the service to make sure everything is up to par. She's our quality. She's control. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll put the quality control. I'll there be more than happy to be your quality control. Um, and and then you know I'm I'm I am bridging a bit of a gap right now into like you know this area that does kind of light me up, which is like talking more about what I've gone through this last year and the things that I've done to help me kind of get past what was a really difficult time. What, so, did you, what have you done to get past it? Well, the transcendental meditation was, the was pretty huge. Um, and I do, you know, a big like uh, splurge of mine was buying an infrared sauna that I have in my house. And I'm in that thing. Which one did you, which one did you it's, have? Um, clear light. Clear light. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. And it's, it, you know, it, I think I had used it at, um, there was a place I was going to that was like there, you could sit in an infrared sauna for tonic tonic. Yeah. yeah. It was tonic on Beverly. And, I loved it so much, and my my ex husband and I actually bought it together in our old house. But I got that in the in divorce, the <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, and it because you know it has it's an infrared sauna. It has like all the different lights. So is know, it a big one though, or is it the one? It's you, like a two seater. Oh, okay. so like two people can fit in it com- relatively comfortably. What do you? What do you? What, what are the benefits that you feel that you? Get well, I love that. that you sweat so much while you do it. I also love hot yoga, yeah. so I like. Right, I, so you love that. Kind I of like like the, detox, the detox. detoxing. Yeah. yeah, so I love to like just sit in there and like sweat and all like you know it has Bluetooth. So you can like I listen to a lot. Of, I read a lot of books, but by read I mean listen. Yeah, like um, Audible. You mean yeah. So so I'm you know I'm constantly listening to books. I hike a lot. Um, and then I've also like, you know, been to like astrological readers and I go to a Reiki healer. I do all the See, stuff. <laughs> I, I love the, the, the astrological stuff. The Reiki, I have a good friend of mine who's like a master Reiki uh, healer. And that's one I just don't really understand. Have you done like, it? Yeah. And you know what? I have. And they lie, they, you know, they lie you on the bed and they like move your energy. I just... I feel like you have to kind of really have a mind, your mind, and you, you have, have to really to believe, believe in it. it. Yeah. You have to believe in it. But I also think it's the person. And a, a friend of mine, a very, very close friend of mine, recommended this woman, Betty, who's amazing. She's in Silver Lake. Betty. Betty. Such a good name. Such a good name. <laughs> and she's like, when you meet her, she's she's a little, she's like, I don't know, she's a little older. And she's just so wise. And for we sit down and talk. She's not like a therapist yeah, per yeah, se, yeah. but we sit down and talk for like probably like a good 20 minutes and I just kind of like blah, everything that's going on. Um, and, and she just has really good like life advice. Yeah, like you insight. Know? Yeah, yeah. She's very wise. And like I think she says to me, I'm like, oh my God, that's so good and true. <laughs> and then she does this stuff on me and I do believe in it, you know, and I think there is, I so wholeheartedly believe there's something to energy, you know, and like the, what you put out there comes mm-hmm. back. I'm also like, literally I'm like way over here. I was reading, um. Oh, what's her name? Gabby Bernstein. Do you ever read it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. She has a book now called The Attractor. Oh, the, 
Oh, think, is that the new book? Is yeah, it's that, her newest yeah. one. Right. And I'm listening to it now and it's so good. And it's like, you know, you have to like remind yourself yes. to, to like see the good, be the good, you know. And, and one of the things that she talks about is like choose, you know, that you, it's a choice that you make. You know, you choose to be happy, which I know is a little heady and woo-woo at the same time. But, um, you know, all of that stuff, I'm kind of constantly always, I have a life coach. Like I'm constantly like always trying to feed right. myself with that because it was a really tough year for me. And so I, I needed to like find these things and, um, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people do. But I think those things are helpful. I mean, like I believe in the energy as well. Just the Reiki, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm going to try it again, but I do. Go to Betty. <laughs> my friend will be very upset oh, if okay. I did that, but don't um, I should try just for in terms of just, um, research. I yeah. should try Betty. Yeah. Um, yes. but I think market I, research, market research. I think all of this stuff, like that's why, like I was asking you, but, and we're going to get to you, Brittany, in one second about your habits. Yeah. But I think trying all that stuff is a, the only way you really can grow as a person. Right. right. And it's like, the more you do something, the more you kind of like that becomes your new normal. Mm -hmm. And that's how you really like change your brain and change your mindset. Totally. Right. Like you can't just be closed off and be like, I won't do that. Cause probably a little bit of all of that stuff has helped you. Yeah, you know, you exactly. take a little bit from yeah. this. Exactly. A little bit from that. Like, yeah, because all the books I read, it's like some stuff resonates and some stuff doesn't. It's like, yeah, you take what resonates. What resonates. Yeah. So like right now, a book, you said that you're, you're reading the Gabrielle Bernstein well, I'm book? I'm reading like three books. I'm reading several books. Okay, like what books are you reading now? Um, <laughs> Why Buddhism is True, which Ara recommended, oh. who's one of our good friends and investors. Um, okay. But it's a great book. And, I, you know, it's... Um, I'm is that a new book or is it an older book? I don't know if it's new or old, mm -hmm. but it's called Why Buddhism is True. And it's just, it's very on the same kind of level of everything else that I, you know, am kind of ingesting right now, which is this like, you know, it's it's a lot about meditation too. Okay. And just like how transformative that can be. So like, that really has helped you a lot. Yeah. It seems that that's kind of like shifted and, and, you your... And you know, it's like uh, my 14 year old son has also gotten very into meditation um, cause he's been dealing with some stuff and you know, it's, that's the thing too. It's like people, I think people like kind of chuckle at meditation. And I think I was that person who was like, mm, oh, it's kind of, right. it, it is really powerful mm -hmm. and it really, really helps. And it really like centers. And especially if you have like anxiety or depression, which I, you know, I get a lot of anxiety and meditation has been the thing that has like really like leveled me out and transcendental even more so because of how it like, you know, you transcend and, you know, if you find yourself in this like fight or flight mode and you're not making good decisions, like it helps like kind of level you out. And there's a whole lot. No, a lot of people by the, the, the TM that is yeah. supposed to be the transcendental is supposed to be, people have told me for years to try it and yeah. kind of like you, like I'm not there yet. Cause I feel like, Oh, meditation. Like mm -hmm. I, eh, like I don't, I feel right. like I'm so like a type, like I won't be able I'm to. I'm so a type. Right. But, but then a lot of a type people are like, I love I think it. It's actually better. For I know. <laughs> and I feel like, again, like I should take the advice because of what I even do right now. Right. Yeah. And just try it. But did it, were you able to kind of accept it really like right away or did it take you a while to kind of yeah, get I mean, good I at it? I was also in like a very like rough state right. when I started it. And I had a, a few girlfriends who had also been through divorce and were like really had gone through it. And they're like, it was, it was one of those things like, again, talk about like the universe pointing you to something yeah. where a lot of people in a very small amount of time had told me to try TM. And I had tried meditation before and like I had the apps and I tried like right. breathing and I just couldn't get into it. And so I was kind of like, meh, you know, about meditation. And then they're like, go to, what I loved about the TM is you really have to kind of get trained on it. Right. So I did it at the David Lynch foundation, you know, here in mm -hmm. LA and it's a four day, like just an hour or so a day for four days that you go and they really teach you how it works and why it works and all this stuff. And, uh, and I, I think I'd like, like, I'm like a very like, teach me how to do it thing, you know, kind of person. Yeah. And, and they did. And, and, you know, it immediately like ma it made me feel like a little bit better. And they say it's cumulative. And so, you know, it's like over time, I've noticed just such a shift in me. And I mean, Brittany and mm -hmm. I are really close friends and I'm sure you probably yep. would say that it's like, you know, it's changed yeah, me, absolutely. you know, once I started doing TM, like. How often do you do it? Twice a day, 20 minutes. 20 minutes twice a day. Which yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I'll only do like 15 or 10 or 15 minutes, depending on like if I'm crazy. But 
I mean, I'll even like pull over sometimes in my car mm-hmm. in the morning if I'm like, because I, I have to get up at 6.30 to get up my kids yeah. for school. And if I have to do that, then I don't usually have time to do it in the morning. But if I don't have my kids, I'll do it before I even like get out of bed in the morning. I'll just like sit up and, and you can and do, do it in it. bed. Do you do it too, Brittany? Or? I don't do TM. I'm actually, I really want to learn and, and like love go it. deeper. Yeah. I do meditate though. You do. I, do. I know that you said in your thoughts, you, you journal, you I pray. Do. I do. Are you religious? I am. I grew up, yeah. I grew up in in church. In church? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, my habits, if you will, mm-hmm. I'm an early morning person. I mean, I get up like between really like early. five and six every day. Um, and you, and you do don't even have alarm. kids. I do set an alarm because it's like so important mm-hmm. to me to have that time that I like don't want to miss it type of thing. But so you wake up at five thirty. Most of the time, I wake up at like four thirty. No joke. Like my eyes open and I'm like, <gasps> okay, I should try and get a little bit more sleep. Really? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, like this morning I was up. At don't like you feel like so many? You've given up so much of your like life because you yeah. have your kids and like not getting enough sleep. That yes. like all I, and I think between <laughs> building dry bar and raising the kids in the last like fifteen years, like. When I don't have my kids, like I, I want to stay in bed as long as humanly possible. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's what I'm saying. You don't it's even have kids and early though. It's not that. Like I mean, I go to sleep between like nine and ten. Honestly, yeah. you so, do. What time do you go to sleep? Late, between like eleven and twelve. Yeah. What What are you doing until eleven? Reading your or listening to your books? I mean, it's like I'm all over TV. the place. Like I do watch, watch a lot shows. of. I do love TV. I love to like. Me too. Watch a show or a movie. But do you do you go to a lot of functions? Like do you have to go to a lot of stuff? Or you are you learned to kind of say no to I most things? I say thing? no yeah. to most things now. <laughs> For the most part, I don't like, I mean, I don't really like to do something unless I really want to do it. Are you involved in a lot of these women? And because right, you know, we were just talking about all the Me Too stuff, but there's so many like women empowerment groups yeah. and things like panels and discussions and seminars and conventions. And there's a lot. There's I mean, lot. It, it, it's like endless. It's become yeah. like, it's a huge hashtag, you know, like, are you kind of, are you kind of, do you kind of like basically, um, participate a lot would be the way I say it. I'm like, I'm pretty picky now with like what I want to be involved in. And it's really like, um, you know, what I'm going to be talking about if it's like, you know, like Rebecca Minkoff is a good friend of mine and she just did this founder made thing. And so of course I did that because it was her. And what is that? I just got an email about them. Yeah. I mean, she, she basically, you know, it's basically like a very like female founded, like all like a, a, almost not a committee. I don't, but all these like, like local female founders in like New York and Mm. LA, um, you know, who are really just giving a lot of advice about, and it's a panel though, or like a speaking I, thing? I did, um, like a, like a keynote, a keynote, keynote right. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I think that those, those groups and those conventions, those things are, are great, you know? And I think a lot of, um, you know, women who are trying to figure out how to start, you know, what we were talking about in the beginning, like, how do you start? Yeah, like, I know. Do you do it? I think it's, it's having access to, you know, women like us. Or people who've done it before. who've done it. I think it's, it's really amazing. And, and I yeah. don't think that existed. That didn't, 100% didn't exist when I was starting there. And I, t- I do talk about this a lot when I'm speaking, how there just wasn't, you know, there weren't like a lot of female role models when we were growing, when we were all right. growing up. And now that it wasn't that trendy is. also back then. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Like, now it's trendy. Like, founders are like a thing now, you know? And so I feel me. like an on, like, the entrepreneur is kind of like the new rock star, right? Yeah, because it's like with Gary V and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he's become like synonymous with like the entrepreneur. Like yeah. he's like, people, people are looking at these people. I mean, it's not a woman, of course, but I'm saying entrepreneurs in general, it's like, it's become like the new type of like rock star. Yeah. It's like the cool thing to well, kind of so be involved. it's so interesting to watch how like the evolution of, you know, celebrity and like influencers and, you know, you know, founders. And it's, it's really, it's an interesting time, which I think it's great because, yeah, it's so great. you know, for people to be idolizing or maybe that's too strong of a word, but looking, looking up, up to, to yeah. you know, founders, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I kind of, I kind of idolize, you know, not just talking about female, like, you know, like the, like Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. like I'm so fascinated by, Me what too, yeah. I'm so fascinated by Steve Jobs and, um, you know, and then a lot of like, you know, female entrepreneurs as well. There's which one, which name me a women entrepreneur that you look up to. Um, I, you know, I think there's like, it's funny because I'm, I'm friendly with so many of them. That's now, what I was going to say. Know, it must be funny to be in that space it right is now. It's funny. It is. I, you know, I do feel like. Cause now you're grateful. one of those people in that same kind of yeah, click. I don't, I don't, I don't totally feel like that, but yeah, I guess. Um, but you know, like I mentioned Rebecca Minkoff, um, 
Candace Nelson, who started Sprinkles, is a friend of mm. mine. Um, Whitney, uh, Whitney. Oh, from Bumble? Oh I, why am I? Whitney yeah, why, Wolf. Yeah, Whitney Wolf, Wolf. Um, from Bumble. I don't, I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm around a lot of, you know, female founders. And then, you know, even like my, my, my friend Sarah Happ, who has a lip scrub company. Oh, right. I've, she sent me some stuff. I loved it. Yeah. She's like yeah. one of my best friends. It's like all of my friends are founders of yeah. companies. You know, because big, you, it's like-minded small. though, right? It like is. you it's, kind of all in the same world. Right. You, you know? gravitate to people that you're like-minded to. That doesn't, that makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what happens in life, right? You yeah. become, you know, water finds its level. So, yeah. Oh, so sorry. So go on with your, I didn't mean to like no, okay. to cut you off, right? No, I mean, actually to that point, um, I feel like my journey has been so neat because in addition to having access to Ali um, and Michael, I've become friends with so many like great female owners, business owners, you know, in the space, like I'm obsessed with plate fit. I think I was talking about this last time we were together. It's the vibration. Oh, workout. right. You didn't, and, I don't remember that, but yeah. I know what plate fit is. Right. Yeah. So like Rachel's amazing. And then Felicia from box union and Sophie, who you introduced me to from shape house. Like we kind of have this like group text string where it's like, you know, how much do you pay for your towels and who do you use for it? It's, like, <laughs> it's great. To have that. It's like, yeah. it is. You, you know, to what we were talking about earlier, there's, there are so many things that you just don't know. And it's sometimes hard to know where to go to find the right information or at least like gut check that you are, you know, doing things right, or at least somewhat in line. So that's actually been really, I think, so neat for me, like just to have access to people right. who are willing to, to share that and also feel comfortable. I think it's like a comfortable thing too, to be able to talk to other women. Absolutely. Who's kind of going through the same thing that you're going through or yeah. been there before. Yeah. So then let's get back to you waking up at 5.30 in the oh, morning. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. And then are you praying at 5.30? I do. Okay. I do. So I pray, I meditate, and I write in a gratitude journal. And, you know, my gratitude journal is kind of like two parts. It's She taught me to do that too. Writing. Yeah. yeah it's right. Yeah. It's such a great thing. You know I mean? And so I write like five things I'm grateful for. And it's like little things okay. like, you know, the sunset was beautiful last night or the flowers are in bloom or the person at the coffee shop remembered my name or my robe is super comfy or like, you know, just like the <laughs> smallest things because what it does, and I started doing this actually when I started Squeeze, is it changes your outlook for the entire day. Like you literally do start to look for the good um, and you notice small things. Like one of our values actually at Squeeze is little things are big things. Um, and obviously the intention being around just creating a great experience mm -hmm. for people and being thoughtful and doing like a little bit more of the, you know, going the extra mile type of thing. But it's like when you start to look for those things and you start to consistently think about them, it just, that's just how you're, you train your brain mm -hmm. and your mind to start to shift that way. And Absolutely. I think I've always been a very positive mindset person, but I will say, I mean, this, you know, going through like building a business, it, it really does like rock you to your core. And there's so many, you know, setbacks and, and things that if you, if you didn't have, I mean, I think Ali was talking about it earlier. I think you kind of have to have the belief in yourself that you're going to figure it out. And mm -hmm. if you don't have that in your core, I think it will be very difficult to, mm -hmm. you know, pursue anything along, you know, along these lines. But so I've always had that like very positive mindset, mindset yeah. but this practice has definitely helped me foundationally through this process that I'm just super grateful for. <laughs> right. Great. Exactly. There you go. Great. Yeah. I think that's like another thing, right? Like anything that you do enough times becomes the new normal, oh, right? Yes. And that's your new habit. And I think habits are, the, the reason why I think habits are so important is because it does train your brain differently. Yeah. yeah. And the more things you put on autopilot that are like that way, you, you give your brain space for other shit totally. that you need to take care of. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's so, that's why like, that's why I was like, what are your habits? What time do you wake mm -hmm. up? What Cause I think all of that and like, you're consuming so many things, Allie, that I think you don't, you can't, you don't know what works for you unless you just try a lot of yeah. different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. just the bottom line. And when, one thing I didn't want, I didn't ask and I wanted to kind of really talk about, uh, cause we got like very sidetracked, <laughs> which I love by the way, yeah, it's like, I mean, is it's like my middle name. No, no, no. It's my middle name too, by the way. Um, is the importance of like branding and mm. like you guys at dry bar. And I know you guys are doing it with squeeze too. Like did such a great job with that. Like you, you, it's like the look and the feel, like how important would you say, uh, the branding is t versus timing versus like, what do you think that the, the top two things are in really to kind of 
be a successful brand? Well, I always say that, you know, the, the branding at Dry Bar is what initially got people in the door. Mm-hmm. I really always felt that way that, you know, people were excited about the brand when they discovered it through our app or on online or an article, um, you know, or they saw pictures of it. It's like people wanted to come in and see what it was all about because it looked beautiful. It was an exciting new concept. And when you walked in the door, you know, our, 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 our architect, Josh Heitler, who's also the architect yeah. for Squeeze, um, you know, I mean, which side note, you know, for entrepreneurs who are watching or listening to mm-hmm. this, it's like, you know, hiring great people who are good at things you're not is like one of the talk about pillars of success. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I remember Josh, you know, teaching us about the space and the discovery of a space when you walk in and I, I couldn't have like articulated that. I didn't understand it. And when he explained it to us and how, how he built dry bar and how he like designed things, um, you know, it was like, wow, that's so genius. And that is why you love a space or you love a restaurant. You know, there's like, there's things about it that you love. And there's kind of, you know, one of the big things that always resonated with me that Josh said was there like this surprise and delight. So you kind of walk in a space and as you kind of walk and navigate through it, you kind of discover these discoveries happen Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh my God, that's so cute. And I love that. And oh my God. And you're just kind of like, it's almost like sensory overload in a good way. And and he really did that with dry bar and, and, God help him because when we, when we were concepting the idea, you know, it was like, I want it to be like modern, but then shabby chic and like, but, but also like really clean, but also like really homey and comfortable. It was like everything was opposing that I said to him. And yet he still (laughs) managed to come up with this like very sophisticated, modern, but warm environment. And so, and he, and he did the same thing with squeeze. And so. You know, I think it was like, and Cameron, who does, my ex-husband, who does all right. the branding and creative for Drybar and for Squeeze, you know, him and Josh work very closely together to create that. And Josh is the architect, but they, Josh and his team also do interior for us as well. And it's like everything from like the color of the walls, you know, to the, the, the color of the floors and everything in between. And, but Cam and him work together to like, when you come into Squeeze, you'll notice, and Cam and I were just talking about this yesterday, like there's so many little things that, and I don't want to tell you or ruin it for people who are coming in, but there's so many little things that you discover when you're in Squeeze that are, you're like, oh my God, that's so cute. And I think the reason it makes you successful is because you feel like somebody cared a lot about how this place looks Mm -hmm. and feels. And therefore you just can't help but feel taken care of in that space. When you walk in a space that's like not that clean or not well like curated or like I was just in a place and there was like cords everywhere and there was I was like I just don't feel like anyone gives a shit mm-hmm. right now about this place and that doesn't make me feel like I'm gonna have a good experience and it just kind of sets a spiral of like it not being potentially not being a good experience when you walk into dry bar or squeeze like all the little attention to detail I think makes people feel like this like someone's giving you a big hug you know and it's and the attention to detail yeah absolutely and it's subconscious too i don't even think people even know why they like a brand exactly but they know that they like the brand when yeah i was just gonna say it's like you don't you don't know that you're looking for that but then when you do it it makes the biggest difference oh yeah really. yeah huge difference because you know it's funny since dry bar of course you were the pioneer but there's been a lot of different you know, blow dry places, I there guess. Have? That I they, haven't exactly. I right? know exactly. <laughs> Neither have I really, but, um, no, I know that kind of like pop up, but like not, not even close yeah. to the depth and reach. I mean, they have one or two locations, maybe, maybe three yeah. on a good day or maybe, um, you know, Well, I think that it's like so much of what I said, you know, between cameras, like genius, creative and Josh and, you know, and I was the hair and it's, or, you know, it's just like, I believe that it is truly a dream team. And, you know, and, and the same goes for squeeze, you know, it's like, we were, we never would have been able to do squeeze if it wasn't for Brittany. And then it's, this, it's that same team that she's now cultivated in, in squeeze. And it, it really is like the people around you make such a difference to your success. You oh uh, yeah. And so that's what's going to end. I wanted to know what you both think are your like top three uh, qualities that make you successful and what you have to kind of, kind of, um, hire for, or like, or basically find partners to alleviate some of that. Go ahead, Brittany. Okay. (laughs) Um, well, I think, I think my, one of my biggest strengths is having a vision. I mean, I really am a big dreamer. I believe I've, it's funny. I mean, this is obviously my first entrepreneurial venture. And so, a lot and there's so much collaboration but one of the things that I think I've really 
owned and want to continue to build on is this culture that we've created. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we talk about squeeze as a feel good company and we have this phrase like the feel good revolution. It's one of our values. And it's kind of this idea that we're building something bigger and greater than just the experience that we're delivering. I mean, obviously massage makes you feel good, but there's so many components to creating this, this revolution, if you will, that, that goes into, um, the way we're making not only our guests feel, but our team as well. Mm -hmm. So I think like, you know, having a vision and, and, and dreaming and believing in something bigger, even if you don't know exactly how you're going to get there is so important when you're leading a, a team. And so I think that that's something that I, um, so you're a visionary. You know, I really, yeah, I really have a strength in, um, let's see what else, uh, you can do two. I'm strategic, strategic. You know, I think from a planning standpoint, I'm certainly that. And then I think I love people. I really like value people and try and invest in them with my time and, and different ways. And I think, especially when you're in the, you know, I say we're in the service business, but we're not in the service business. We're in the people business. And so I think that really makes a huge difference. And then what are the two things that you need to kind of, you know, that, you know, are weaknesses and you need to find people who support that? Um, do you have any weaknesses? I, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, talk about when you start a business, it's like your weaknesses are, you know, like they really come shine. out, don't yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah. It's like the light shines directly on them. I think, um, I'm not, I'm not an operator, um, traditionally in retail. So like we have a chief operating mm. officer who is amazing. I mean, just gets into like the detail and the analytics and things that, you know, I very much value and I do to a degree, but not, I mean, when you meet someone who's like, that's their like core of what their, their Absolutely. strength, it's like, you realize like, Oh, I guess maybe I'm not as, you know, as strong in that sense. Um, and then I think I'm impatient too. I have, I definitely have like a impatience factor to me that, I try and curb. <laughs> curb. Yes. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I think I, I think it's really important to be self-aware, right? I think a part of yes. people's success is knowing what you're good at and what you're bad at. Yeah. I mean, I'm really good at a couple things, but I'm really bad at a lot of things, yeah. most things. Yeah. So knowing that and finding <laughs> – seriously, I mean, that's the truth, right? You have to be – I think part of it is knowing what you're good at and bad at so yeah. you can at least yeah. then alleviate some of that. So your next alley. Okay, so what are the questions? The question, what are you really good at? I asked you this at the beginning of the podcast, besides being fearless, okay, because that's that that's for sure. But like what are a couple of things that you like are really big strengths of yours and like some and then a couple of things that you're you're weak in that you had to kind of find to help balance yeah. it out? Um I don't know, what am I good at? <laughs> hair. <laughs> I am good at hair. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm good at um I'm very ambitious, you know, I'm very, very driven, um, which by the way, doesn't really work in the dating world. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. I love how it's like, it's like, yeah, that's great for business. Not so much for dating. Well, you know, why, it should be though. Why not? Why yeah, can't we be driven and ambitious? Um, it, was, it should be a full time. And quite frankly, given your success in the professional, you could put now all that energy into profession, into personal. <laughs> that's what I would do if I were you, you know, well, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, I think that I'm, I'm very, very driven. Um, and I'm very goal oriented when I want something like you really can't stop me from doing it. Uh, and I think that's been a big part of my success, both with the business and probably personally that I just, you know, very like, I'm going to figure this out and get it done. Um, you know, and I think that I, I recognize this kind of maybe straddles the fence on both of those questions, because I think I recognize the things that I'm not good at. And I, I think that is perhaps a skill that I've honed over the last 10 years with building dry bar because, you know, initially in the early days, like, you know, Michael and I were doing everything. Mm -hmm. And so as time wore on and we started bringing more and more people on who were actually better at a lot of the things that I didn't have any experience in, I learned that I have to, you know, surround myself with people who are smarter than me and better. You know, I mean, Brittany's a great example. When she came in, you know, she like basically put together a marketing department and put systems in place and like, things ran, you know, our store openings ran smoother, all of our product, you know, right. big promotions, like everything was just better and smoother because I didn't know how to do that. So like more like operations, kind yeah. of what you were saying. Yeah, but you're which probably, is funny because she was saying that I, I know, feel but like you're, she's but so it's good at that. I think you, I know what you're saying. You know? you, you're really probably really good just from like hearing this conversation, like marketing plans, decks, 100%. like strategy. Yeah, she's so like yeah. data I can, and like whiteboards I, and all I can that totally shit. see like that. Managing inventory right. and doing payroll. Excel and spreadsheets, financial. 
Rachel's. So Neither one of us are good yes. at that. I know. That's why we're better at it than when me. you were but, saying but, all this, I knew exactly yeah, what you were yeah, saying. Yeah. But I remember when Brittany first started working with us and I'd walk in her office and like a whole wall was like a whiteboard and it was like <laughs> all this stuff. And she had all these calendars for all this stuff that was happening in like a year from now. And I was like, right. I can really only think about tomorrow. <laughs> right, like, right, right. How, and that's also how, I mean, I think it's a strength and a weakness is like, I can be very like, I'm very uber focused on like what's happening. And so I think, you know, it's, it is like a strength and weakness of mine, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, a lot of times people's strength is also the weakness. I think a hundred percent. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I think it's, it's really, and I do talk about it all the time. Like you, you have to bring in people who are, you know, if you want to grow your company, people who are smarter than you know, things that you don't compliment you, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, you know, another thing that I've learned on my journey is being really open to feedback and constructive criticism. And I think that was a really hard pill for me to swallow mm-hmm. both from, you know, people I worked with who were like, you know, especially like my big brother who loves to tell me all the things <laughs> I'm doing wrong because he likes to like, as he said, like keep my head on straight, but right. give me like feedback of like how I maybe spoke to somebody or how I could have handled something different or, you know, better. And so I think, you know, I think embracing that and not being so scared of it and not letting that like put you on the defensive, which it's it's yeah. kind of an active thing that you always have to work on. Um, and I think it's it's also true of like our clients, you know, our customers. I'm I get very, very, very upset when someone didn't have a good experience and it like hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a dagger to my heart yeah. when someone comes, you know, but your baby. I've had mm-hmm. to like learn how to that also take that in stride and, and that, you know, it, it can't all be perfect a hundred percent of the time. I mean, I don't think I'll ever relax from that like perspective, you know? And also for me, like when I walk into our stores, I, I unfortunately I see everything wrong and mm-hmm. I see the things that we could be doing better and different, but I'm able to now like rely that information onto somebody who can help without like having a fit right there in the store, <laughs> which I've done, um, but I'm getting much better at that. So, you know, it's like, there's, I think there's like a lot of things I'm good at and there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but right. I think it's recognizing the difference and where you need help and support is really the key to it all. I couldn't agree oh, more. Work in progress. We are all a work in progress. Any more platitudes and cliches we can throw in here? <laughs> well, guys, I have to say it's been a pleasure having both of you. Um, I wish you so much luck with Squeeze. Thank you. Come it's, in. I, listen, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to get the Squeeze. Yeah. I'm going to. Thank you so much. Where yeah. do people find you guys? So why don't you start, Brittany, and we'll start. Sure. You know. Okay. So Squeeze's Instagram is at Squeeze. Not the squeeze? No, not the okay. squeeze, just squeeze, which was a whole thing. Yes. Um, my personal Instagram is Britdrisk, B-R-I-T-D-R-I-S-C. And our website is squeezemassage.com. Thank you. And you, my dear? Um, we are the dry bar, um, which was a whole thing too. <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram is just Allie Webb, A-L-L-I-W-E-B-B. And your podcast is? Is Raising the Bar. So you can kind of get to it through my Instagram or just anywhere you get a podcast. Just type in Raising the Bar. Perfect. Well, thank you, guys. You've been a delight. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young.
So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast, or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.